0: That's a growler.
1: Welcome back to the never-ending minute where we analyze, scrutinize and submarine flies. The movie, <laughs> "The Neverending Story." I'm Thomas Howitt.
0: I'll, I'll allow it. I'm Tierney Steele.
2: Hey everybody, this is Brad Mendenhall from the Cosmic Trepeto podcast, A Minute of Darkness. Real excited to be back today. Uh, had a lot of fun yesterday, so this is, uh, uh, and more fun to be had.
1: Yes. Welcome back. We're so glad you could make it. Yeah. Hopefully the accommodations were okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Brad, we really live pretty close to each other. I don't know if you you picked up on that. Yeah, We're you're... actually like an hour from each other. <laughs>
2: yeah uh recently at the uh, the at the baltimore comic-con uh we we missed each other by a day and yep. uh it was uh, a shame i, I actually because <laughs> this is the life i lead i took uh the friday off and took uh, the wife and kids to comic-con on friday and uh you, you, thomas messaged me he's like hey you're gonna be there on saturday He's like no i'm not <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which was, uh, And you guys had a good time. I saw a lot of great pictures oh, of uh, you I and your little girl. Oh, those are
0: yeah. great pictures. My
1: daughter had so much fun, and she was so amazed by all the women she got to go, all the superheroes she got to go meet that were strong women, and she would – walk up and ask him, can I take my picture? And they'd be like, yep. She, she had her little force hand. That she'll stick yeah. her hand out like she's doing the force. It's so funny. I love it.
2: It was a different experience for me. My daughter was with me and she saw two princesses. Her eyes go just big as saucers. It's like, you want to say hi to princesses? Like, no. She just grabbed my leg and just buried her at base in my oh. stomach. She, did, she was like, I don't know what's going on, but it shouldn't be happening. Yeah, she...
1: She loved the girls, and she loved pointing at the the guys, like with the masks and stuff. Like that's Spider Man, that's Batman. And I'd be like, "Do you want to go take your picture?" Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'll hide behind Daddy. But yeah, for all the girls, she went right up to him and was happy to take her picture.
0: <laughs> I imagine you get a lot of yeses when you're an adorable tiny Ray.
1: <laughs> yeah, she got so many compliments. I was so happy with the way her little costume turned out. Nice. All right, so Tierney, what do we have going on this minute?
0: This is minute 76, which starts with the temple, I guess is what we're calling it, falling apart around Gormork's body. And it ends with the tray holding onto a tree for dear life as the nothing sucks up everything around him. But in the meantime, we see Felkor again.
1: Yes, yeah. we do.
0: Um, We get another... Weird mood change in this movie.
1: (laughs) They're everywhere.
0: We go from the end of the last scene, which was the final showdown with our villain of the movie that ended in blood and death and continues rumbling. And then all of a sudden we are in an Esther Williams movie.
2: And the music change was so drastic. (laughs) It really gave you a bit of whiplash.
1: It's not the first time. So I yeah. guess by this time in the movie, you're next getting used to it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I even had a note like the editing here is just, we talked about how Steven Spielberg came in to assist with the pacing editing after the movie was done for the American audience. And even with that, this seems really odd to me. <laughs> this is, this is a strong weird cut here.
0: It's weird because. It does not feel like this little ocean interlude should be in between Gomorrah's death and the nothing sucking up a Atreyu, but they have to show how Felkor gets the Orin.
1: <laughs> I would rather this happen when they were doing the, the searching and yelling yeah. for each other's names, like have that be that moment and then have the complete breakaway to this and then once the as we see here with everything going crazy, um, once that stuff happens and then have swing swinging to save him later.
0: Yeah. It, they could have still done the scene with Rockbiter, big strong hands, oh, yeah. and then shown this. That would have been a little bit of whiplash, but not as drastic. Definitely. Or even
2: they could have done fade out into this scene instead of mm. just this weird jump cut. I, if you <laughs> would have had atreyu fighting against the wind and it, all of a sudden things go dark a little bit and then they light up on this but instead it was like oh no he's gonna what okay now we're underwater what's going on here
1: <laughs> and and with that blueness there's even a moment where you're like what 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 is this what and mm-hmm. then you see the diving you're like oh oh okay something's going in the water yeah <laughs> was was anybody able to figure out what it was that was actually going in the water there
0: not the Falcor puppet, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to like freeze frame through it to see if I could see something physical actually going in the water there and trying to figure out what it was, but mm-hmm. I can't figure out what it was.
0: No, this is this is some more aquarium work. Uh, so we get Falcor as Esther Williams. He dives into the ocean because the orin is glittering on the seafloor. And for all that we are critiquing the editing we're critiquing the pacing, not the uh, the because the editing to cover effects that don't work. I think are perfect in this little interlude because oh, you definitely. see Falcor approach the Orin, then it cuts to it in his mouth, then it cuts to him starting for the surface. And if it, had, I had to go back and rewatch it because I found it really jarring. But the way those three work together just pace right over this thing that you can't do with yeah. this puppet. It would yeah. have looked terrible. <laughs>
2: Yeah, at that point they were like, "Oh, guys, we forgot to give this stupid luck dragon arms. This is going to be tough."
0: (laughs) The horn is really tiny, and his head is huge.
1: (laughs) I'm surprised he didn't use his tongue to grab it. Ah! (laughs) Tongues are rather prominent in this movie. If it's been a while since you've seen it, Brad, everybody uses their tongue in a very large and noticeable way.
2: (laughs) Yeah, there's it's it's a little odd.
1: But, but it is fantastic how they got this effect of him swimming through the water, and mm. I, I hope we all realize he's just behind an aquarium <laughs> on the other side with some with wind a
0: fan. <laughs> yeah
1: they they did they didn't actually put the puppet in the water, <laughs> but it is a, a well thought out effect and it works rather well, I think.
0: Yeah, I always really loved this interlude, but it comes out of nowhere.
2: Well, anything with Falcor, you give a lot of leeway to because Falcor is such a. Incredibly well-designed creature, and you know it's basically a flying dog. Who doesn't want a fluffy flying dog? And I, I and I know, Tierney, you have been in love with Falcor. <laughs> there's a lot of love you have for just many many aspects of this movie, but yeah, Falcor is, yeah. you know, pretty wonderful. And they do such a great design of giving those great expressive eyes, and just the the, the likability of this creature is so. Um, put together so well whoever did the design work they they earned their money
1: definitely (laughs) And before we go away from the water i do want to call out one more well done effect and that's when you see the overview of the orange glowing Mm -hmm. and there's actually fish swimming over it Mm -hmm. looks really nice just like there's three little fish there (laughs) swimming around and it's very noticeable and very well done
0: so calming and peaceful
1: (laughs) when it cuts away from there and you start seeing the sky open Am I the only one that expected to see Falcor fly out of there?
0: Oh, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Because there's like this circular opening right in the center of the sky and it has just cut away from him in the water. So for a moment, just looking at the minute, you know, aside from the rest of the movie, I was waiting for Falcor to come out of the sky there. But that is not the part of the movie it is.
0: You know what? I wonder if it's because I knew we saw Atreyu again before that happened. You know, Maybe. I wonder if that's just me knowing the movie well enough that, like, no, of course I didn't think that because it doesn't happen yet. <laughs> that's yeah. not. That's not fair. That's you know, thirty years of yeah. knowing <laughs> that it doesn't happen yet.
2: <laughs> well, what's funny is this part of the movie reminds me, um, and a lot of the Palcor stuff reminds me very much of the old uh, George Reeves Superman uh, TV yes. show where they would show him <laughs> flying. Where it was just obviously a guy like laying down and yep, <laughs> they can only do so much effects wise. It's like, listen, we really got to save up our flying scenes and make it worthwhile. So now we're just, he's swimming or he's flying. Just show his head and
0: <laughs>
2: have a little bit of wind going through his uh, fur to, to give that indication of flying. Because we can't have a lot of flying sequences because they're expensive they're uh, and really hard to do.
0: Yep. And I do love that we get the little cut to Falcor flying and he's feeling the wind. You know, the, the wind yeah. has picked up. You can tell he's getting closer. So this is exciting stuff. Trey is getting blown all over the set.
1: <laughs> so have you guys all seen the video of how this actually happens? No, no, no. Uh, there's this wonderful behind the scenes video and I'll post it up in the uh, uh, ivory tower for everybody to see. But the way they do this effect here where all the stuff is like getting sucked into the, to one side of the screen and a tree use fighting against, you know, it looks like gravity or, or being sucked into the nothing as well. And then he's hanging from the tree. They made a mechanical set that is this mountain side and connected a camera to it. And the, the set literally tipped up slowly onto its side. Like it went from horizontal to vertical and, Noah Hathaway was expected to hang on to this tree the whole time it was doing it. (laughs) And he is being bombarded with rocks the whole time. Those aren't fake rocks. Or I mean they're probably not super hard rocks, but it is actually bombarding him the whole time because they put a whole- they're
0: just styrofoam.
1: Yeah, they put a pile of stuff on one side of the set totally lifted up and filmed it falling down onto him while he was hanging from this. And this is the scene where he got the most hurt because they did it like 30 times.
2: This could not happen now. There's there's no way with all the rules about how how much you can use child actors and how much they could be in stuff.
0: And how much you can't dump rocks on them. Yeah,
2: You know what? I think you could probably dump, dump a rock or two on a kid. But first off, they just wouldn't do it. It would be all CGI'd. But you wouldn't have time to do that. I, yes. I forget what the rules are, but they're pretty strict about how much, uh, you know, how long kids can work and all that. You know, that's the whole thing why they always cast um, twins in TV, in TV shows when you have to have a young character. Because it's like we only have so many hours and minutes that we can film a kid. So we we need two of them to look a lot alike.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this, uh, the video is really awesome and it's in German, if I remember right, because for some reason yeah. the German audiences get special DVD features that the US we audience don't. did not get. <laughs> but yeah, it is, it is a rather, it's a enormous set and I can't imagine yeah. what went into actually taking this enormous set and lifting it onto its side, spinning it onto its side, but it is really impressive to see.
0: So well, that was sort work. of a
2: Peterson thing. I mean, this is a guy who loves his big sets. Did yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, Dod's boot was an impressive undertaking. And am I remembering right? He did Perfect Storm, which I believe had yes. a yeah. just an astoundingly large set.
1: Yeah, he seems to like going above and beyond.
0: I had the question of when he's hanging in the tree because, uh, first of all, I call this the Joe and Twister shot. Even though this movie came first, anytime I see someone going horizontal like that in the wind, I'm thinking of Twister. Sorry. The way his hair is at the end of the minute, I almost wondered if that was a stunt double just for that bit. I knew he did the scene, but it doesn't look like him at one point. It looks like... A lot of hair covering and face turned away from the camera.
1: But I know he did do partial shots of this. He mm. was there for doing this. Um, I don't know which shots they ended up using. I know we do know we did figure out li- earlier on during Morlit that that they did hire a actor who was of a size with Noah Hathaway to do stunts. Yeah. But I I know that in the making of stuff, he's actually doing this stuff too. So.
0: Yeah, well, because you can see, it's just weird the way they have, I don't know, his head is like always tucked between his two arms, and part of me's like, well, yeah, because that's how you hold on, and then part of me's like, mm.
1: No, he he was actually hanging on to some, like, literally hanging down from something. So I can forgive if yeah. he wasn't paying attention as, to making as sure. As
0: thrown at you, yeah, you yeah. tuck your head because... <laughs>
1: Make sure your face isn't shown.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I, I wonder if that's it. Because I was like, oh, the way he's tucking his head, that feels like it's someone trying to hide their face. Right. But it also could just be someone trying to avoid not being able to see anymore.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I wondered the same thing, Tierney, because just as a general rule of thumb, if I don't see someone's face in a scene when you could show their face, I just assume it's a stunt double. It's like, why not? Just why not show their face?
0: Especially a scene like this. Right. Dear Wolfgang, it would make total sense to use a stunt double in this scene.
1: But at the same time, he is a smaller child, and regardless of um, this stunt double size... Yeah. those are kids arms
2: oh yeah yeah
1: that are holding on there that's not an adult's arms Yeah, <laughs> so that's what makes me is. think it was it was actually him
0: yeah and my my last minute was like okay this is the nothing because I am never getting over the time Atreyu screamed the nothing is everywhere and it was not <laughs> Yeah. It's like this destruction of everything and dramatic and sucking up everything in the wind. That's the nothing.
1: We had two minutes of flying through pretty skies.
0: Yeah. No. The nothing was not everywhere. Now the nothing is here.
1: Oh, so do you guys have anything else for this minute? I that was that was my big note on this minute was knowing how it was filmed.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you found this out. I'm so So jealous of the German release of this movie.
2: (laughs) Well, I just was really impressed by they had some miniature work in here, or what looked to me to be miniature work, and that's not something you see anymore. Um, like really good quality miniature work, and uh, it was pretty impressive. Where and I have a pretty good eye for it, and I was having a tough time. It's like, okay, there's nobody in this scene, so I'm thinking this is miniature work, and you can sort of tell. I was like, wow, that's that's really impressive. Cause,
1: oh, like when the trees get ripped up and stuff?
2: Right, yeah. right.
0: I kind of like that that's been consistent throughout the movie. Like, even though it is... It, it it feels like part of Fantasia... It feels like that's what Fantasia looks like, if that makes sense. Because we saw, like, uh, when the rock biter and teeny weeny were first heading toward the ivory tower and they're going through that scrub and i was like those trees are native to southern california how'd they film this in germany and you guys were like uh Tierney, those are not real trees calm down <laughs> <laughs> there was something about it where it's like it's really impressive miniature work but it also feels right like it feels like this is what it would look like with fantasia being ripped up
1: yeah again we did notice some areas where the they could have gone bigger, like when he's flying around those skyscapes. We wish we had seen something mm-hmm. more amazing or fantastic, but they just decided to go with, you know, Rocky Mountains and Pretty Ocean for a little while there, where they could have gone, <laughs> you know, purple or, or blue or something crazy like that. But yeah, the miniatures have always made the world feel, or the sets have always made the world feel like a world.
0: Ah, so. And in this minute, we get Rocky Skies. <laughs> And beautiful oceans.
1: <laughs> We—that's all the notes I have for this one, and we're gonna get a little more of this uh, tumult and, and craziness.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. oh, that's, that's another, another story. story.
2: That shall be told another time. Wow, something is really different on the growler.